to episode 25 of Damn It Vince, as we're heading into WrestleMania season. I am Ellis, uh, hope you're all okay, I've got my co-host here with me, Joe, how are you? Very tired, it's, uh, I've not had my traditional Friday fish finger sandwich and nap, because I've just not had time. You didn't I know, it's falling apart, they're sitting there in the freezer, just freezing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, John, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. It's been a very long week of work. I think I can always say that in a minute. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm here now. It's coming up, the, well, for me, it's coming up to the end of the um, holidays year. So everyone has just taken theirs because of COVID. No one's had holidays, but you can't carry them over. So everyone's just been like, right, I'm having four weeks off. And I'm like, great, I'll just sit here. <laughs> well, got, got some drinks tonight? So you got some beer there, John? Yep, I don't know what it is. It's part of that Brewdog uh, hot down thing. Brewdog versus Salt, Modern Citizen New England IPA. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. I'm drinking crisp and dry. The uh, the delicious oil. frying oil, yeah. <laughs> How bad it's got. <laughs> on, uh, on this week's show, I'll obviously make sure as well to follow us on our socials at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us at dammitvincepod at gmail.com as well. So this week we'll be just looking over the shows, uh, WWE and AEW, including Fastlane, which we had last week. See how our predictions did against that. Um, and we had a tie for the classic match. So we've actually got two classic matches to look over. And... Once again, proving that democracy does not work. <laughs> Joe is bitter about a poll in his other podcast, which my wife um, she used rigged the power it. of social media. <laughs> she, rigged, <laughs> she rigged it just to spite me. <laughs> but our, our topic this week, because the next couple of pods will be predictions for TakeOver and then WrestleMania, is kind of classic matches that people don't talk about so much anymore, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, show reviews then. I'll before we do Fastlane, kind of got to do SmackDown because chronologically that was before it. Yes. Um, I only put one note on this. Um, was a hell of a halluva kick. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I feel so long again. It's the thing with it being on Fridays, <laughs> is that it feels so. This week's been a very long week, like just in terms of wrestling and everything. I can't even. I genuinely can't even remember it. That, that was a big thing. It was the KO and Sammy. So Sammy's continuing his... I think I mentioned on last week's yes, pod about... Yeah, yeah, I remember the, now, yeah. The, the Talking Smack segment seems to be indicating KO and Sammy, but Heyman could be involved somehow. Because um, yeah, he's that, in there stirring the pot, isn't he? Yeah, yeah that kind of carried on backstage with Sammy getting KO to join his documentary. And, and KO was like, listen, I will do, but tell me who they are. <laughs> And so he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you keep saying they are conspiring. He's like, who are they? And he couldn't answer. He's like, just come to ringside, which he did. Uh, KO was on commentary. And basically, Sammy's tried to cheat during the match. The referee's pulled him up on it. And then he gets beaten by Baron Corbin because of it. Um, And he goes up to KO. And he's like, did you see that? And he's like, I saw some very good refereeing. Like, he pulled you up and cheating. There's no conspiracy. And then in a genuine moment, that took me back. That's great camera angle because it's just showing the commentator booth and then like a, a, a Luba kit just comes from the side. But he it's just, like, yeah, he screams in, doesn't he? Yeah. It's no holes bar Haluba kit. He, he takes his head off <laughs> and looks like we're getting Sammy and KO for WrestleMania, which I am all on board for. Yep. And uh, they need to fill them cards out somehow. <laughs> yeah. out, out of interest, have you two actually watched the rivalries in when they were on the main roster a few years ago or when they're in NXT. I'm aware of them, yeah. But yeah. Have you ever watched them together wrestling? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's sort of two of the uh, yeah, the best. At... <laughs> but it's, um, I think it was when we were doing, we did El Generico versus, yeah. Um, 
And I was like, you can tell that they, they trust each other. That's the thing. Because yeah. some of the shit in that was ludicrous nonsense, wasn't it, really? Yeah, that ladder match. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's, it's that, that amount of trust in your opponent to protect you. And it, everything I've seen since then with them is, is, yeah, it's absolute, looks like an absolute carnage fest. But it's having that, yeah, that trust yeah. in your... In your yeah. uh, Fight forever, guys. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for that one. Hopefully that'll be more development tonight on SmackDown with that. That was my main takeaway from that one, which then... I think the rest of it was just go-home stuff, weren't it, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just lead into Fastlane then. So, um, uh, Joe, what was one of your takeaways from Fastlane? Something First half of Fastlane, can't even remember it, to be honest. Um, you did not enjoy Elias versus Braun. I didn't even watch that, mate. I skipped it. Skipped it. Three weeks. I was watching it live. I couldn't. So I took to Twitter. I was like, I'm watching Elias versus Braun <laughs> on a pay-per-view. I'd three weeks put, before WrestleMania. <laughs> just put an episode of Red Dwarf or something on in the background. It's, yeah. <laughs> I was playing football manager. So yeah. There you go. See, yeah, something like that. <laughs> just I, I distract yourself. On the pod last week, Clay. <laughs> and I, yeah, I feel like that was justified for that first hour. That was yeah. terrible. It was just bad, bad times. Um, well, it was sad because Biggie and Apollo were actually having a good match and yeah. then that ending, like something's gone horribly wrong there. Yes. Um, I even rewound it a couple of times and I still yeah. didn't quite understand what was it, going on. I, yeah, I think I don't think it went right wherever it was supposed to do and it sort of tainted the whole goodness they were having beforehand. Yeah. But um it, it was it was good. Paul Paul made a good Paul was watching we were playing football manager, we were watching it and he said you can tell it's wrong because he's not shown a replay. Yeah. Yeah. It was zero replays of it. I don't so. think his shoulders were down all right. It just looked really like Neither of them were supposed to be where they were supposed to be. If that well, makes sense, it just sense. looked like a like a fisherman suplex into a pin, and then the the kind of weight shifted onto. Yeah, Apollo's that's what shoulders. I mean. It felt. And I don't think he realised, but the ref like, had to count. Yeah, like that weird uh, the Darby Allen Cody Rhodes pin thing that wasn't right either. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say the Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan match. Yeah, on board yeah. for that hundred percent. A the camera work in it was bang on. Because when he was tapping and it pulls in tight to see him tapping, you don't see Edge come in and then he just hoofs him in the head. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, this is what we were expecting, isn't it? I think I think we called Jey Uso coming in and like kicking off and stuff. Yeah. But it was just a, yeah, it's a cracking, absolute cracking match. Yeah. Worthy of, uh, I'm hoping we, we do get a triple threat now. Yeah, Mania. Sure either, I mean, I'll be happy either way, but just adding Daniel Bryan into that mix... Just makes it a little bit spicier, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Did you watch that match? It's on my list as well. Did you watch that match, John? What, the Brian versus Lane? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I watched the whole thing. No, it was very really good. It was living up to expectations from, from uh, the watch last we watched last week. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, say, I wasn't. I was a bit worried about them adding Brian in initially to a triple threat to, to make it a triple threat in WrestleMania, just because they did it with Charlotte and before and I was like oh please don't ruin the <laughs> yeah. but having watched it now I'm like yeah no I think this could work I think Daniel Bryan's thing can't be bad yeah it's added layers to Edge it's yeah. it, probably developed stories from beyond Wrestlemania did nobody any harm that was the thing yeah. everyone came out of it looking bang on which is what you could want really yeah because Reigns, Reigns legitimately tapped didn't he I was really surprised at that although they were trying happy. to say they were trying somewhere I read somewhere that they were trying to say that he was tapping on his wedding finger to say, like, I'm going to come and get your kids. And I'm like, he's not a murderer. <laughs> also, I mean, I don't think the ref knows the difference if he'd been there. So. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, 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 it's not a tap. He's just threatening you. Yeah. Uh, 
um, on Roman's credit there, I was reading reading an article yesterday, and then it turned out to be from uh, Phil, who was on the pod a couple of weeks ago, yes. uh, on the Bleach Report, comparing basically Omega versus Reigns, like who's the top, they're the two top guys in the companies, who is the top. Uh, he actually ended up concluding just Roman, and one of the reasons he put, he said, obviously, it's a character you can relate to a bit more than Omega's, because he's a bit more cartoonish, but he said... Yeah. He said in it, Romans doesn't get the credit he deserves in the ring because he is a lot better than people think. But his selling, they went, his selling doesn't get the credit. I his said, I selling think, on that tap, like he was going pale. Yeah, I think well, that. Yeah, we, I think yeah. this this really sort of because I, I think a couple of weeks ago I was quite dismissive of Roman Reigns a couple of weeks back, and yeah. I'm like, this was like, oh no, he can. It's I think it's that thing of when he sort of wants to or has to. Yeah. So I think, but no, yeah, it was cracking. Um, and again, it's that thing of Ro- Reigns is more relatable because it's that thing of he thinks he's doing the right thing, yeah. Yeah. even though it's the wrong thing, which is the best kind of badness, isn't it, really? It's your yeah. um, Ozymandias. It's that sort of thing of what you think you're doing is for the greater good, when in reality, everyone hates you. It's... And in, in, in that article, he makes it, because obviously he was on talking about representation, but he kind of brings into that article the fact that Roman's background and his family is actually being used in a very unique and positive way in yeah. his story, which we'd like to see more of. It's a really good article. Um, we can put a link up to it, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, definitely. It's, it's I read it. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good balanced review. And um, I can't I, believe you appeared on this with us. I, no, <laughs> yeah. can I? Well, what one thing he did he, when we finished recording? Uh, so obviously, no one will have heard. I remember saying to him, like, who? Who do you have as like your goat? Who's one of your goats? And he actually said Daniel Bryan. When I was watching this, I was like, "There's going to come a point when people are going to have to start saying that because this guy, he's unbelievable. Like, well, he can do it with anyone." And I'm going to mention him again later, but um, it's, it's phenomenal to watch. Like everything, he's got everything: his promo, his wrestling, character, it's and the triple, the triple threat. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's. A shame, but I think he said this is probably going to be his last mania. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm, I, I am, I am leaning towards him actually winning now. I hope so. I genuinely hope so because he's, yeah, the guy's uh, a real class act. Yeah. He's a real square egg. He's a real desperate bandido. I couldn't think of a third one. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually believe this thing he said that he did a, a what was it, an, an ambition survey. Years ago, and he came out as the least ambitious person in the whole company because <laughs> he was so nice. He said, "I did a survey." And they... oh, you mean like one of those? Are you very much, very much not like them one to five things? Yeah. Five being the most and one being the least. It was part yeah. of his talking smack promo when he was like, "I'm done being nice. I'm done putting people over. I'm, I, I want to. I want to go myself." Um, yeah, that was good. Uh, another one I put on. Um, I thought Drew and Sheamus fucking tore the place down. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah, some Kenny Omega pyro going some, on. Uh, some, some, some interesting pyro. Uh, I don't know much about TV, flat screen TVs, but I don't think they explode <laughs> like a CRT would if you put like someone through it. But yeah, um, again, cracking. I, I'm genuinely invested back into that storyline now because it's good. It's yeah, it's made me think. Yeah, it could go either way. This now. Yeah, it's a it's a brutal match. Brutal match on it as a yeah, but them two just love kicking bells out of each other though, don't they? Like yeah. after the other week where they just they should they put the pictures of them uh, with just like their backs ripped to shit, yeah. yeah, and you're just like, 
that's almost as bad as Dominic Mysterio's that time. Yeah. Well, I think I think after the match, Seamus put a picture out of his back saying you've just watched the main event of WrestleMania 21 days early. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, to be honest, if that had been a main event of WrestleMania for a title, then you probably that, couldn't have that, complained. With a, with a crowd in it, yeah. I could see that doing well. Yeah. yeah I'm super when me and Paul were watching this, is like one of the things we're most looking forward to for WrestleMania is, is there going to be a crowd? We've Touch wood. not had that in WWE, yeah. For so long, yeah. Going for 25,000, I think, aren't they? So There was rumours that we're trying to push for 45, but it's 25,000, I mean, which is... The, the stadiums are enormous, aren't they? So Yeah, yeah open air. 25,000, still a lot of people. It depends how they stack them in, and they're trying yeah. to sell them in, in block bubbles and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, I'm looking oh. forward to it. I've, I've been watching some WrestleManias back this week, and then I realised how much I missed the, the pomp and circumstance of it all. Of, of, yeah, it's it's... Uh, having rewatched them, it does make you realise that it's fine without crowds, but crowds really do make it good. And yeah. proper crowds, not, uh, not, not not the piped in button noise. Oh, what was it? Was it something at Fastlane? This is awesome chance in that. Guy. No, not this is awesome. It was, oh, it was something they did. And it was clearly a chant that they, I don't know where they'd got it from, but it was, oh, what was the first match? Uh, the tag, women's tag match. No, I can't. Uh, maybe it was in Raw or something the other week, but there was something that happened that I was like, that's not a chant. They've, they've made that. Because <laughs> there's no one would ever chant that. It's <laughs> stupid. That's it. I'm, look, I'm just looking forward to none of that. Just give us a couple of nights of that. So, yeah. That was... You know they're still going to juice it, mate. <laughs> yeah. Still going to put <sighs> over the top of it. <laughs> not. I'll see, but yeah, that was a fast lane. It was a, a kind of bad start, but then I think basically, basically when Seth and Shinsuke came out, Seth Shinsuke, great match, and as much as it was kind of shit, I did like uh, Alexa, Randy Orton. I was about to say that. I didn't. It wasn't a match, but it was. No, but Randy Orton has learnt Shield, so that means (laughs) that he's at least a second level wizard now as well. Um, but and that was not- his reaction. So on next nope. round of combat, mm. <laughs> also, it- who is this ref that fireballs and trying to murder him with? Yeah, I was like, surely this is this is. It wasn't like a no DQ match. Like I'm fairly sure at Wrestling Academy they don't go. Okay, this is fireball. Hadouken. <laughs> <laughs> Even there, uh, you got Sister Abigail, and he's like, no, just carried on. <laughs> Paul was just like, you don't DQ when the fiend's, a burnt fiend is a knock. When the around. fiend's right, I like his new look, I like the mask thing. Um, Butcher called it, I'm going to do the points after this, Butcher called a burnt look. Did, oh, yeah. well, I, everyone knew that, he'd been on fire, mask, right? I mean, I just I didn't say it. Right. Um but they got um, he's an American prosthetic makeup artist, he's known for like a bunch of movies, like Tom Savini, I think? Yes. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Well, he did the Fiend mask as well, didn't he? Oh, did he do that as well? He did the original Fiend mask as well, and then uh, they've gone, okay. Uh, I reckon he just put it in a bin, set fire to it, and went, there you go. That'll be 25 grand, please, mate. (laughs) I hope that's true. (laughs) No, he's... he's, um, Yeah, he's... I enjoyed that, Matt. And it it was a uh, very non-PG pin as well. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, Randy's wife sat at home, like, get off him. She stayed there for a long time. There was a lot of... um, what was it on, on Twitter the next day? Uh, when your Pornhub searches get very weird. Because, <laughs> yeah, you just had Alexa Bliss straddling Randy Orton while a burnt fiend was just stood in the background. Just imagine uh, yeah. Randy going to Vince and Vince like, you're going to get pinned by Alexa. He's like, oh, fuck off. She's going to straddle you for a good minute. It's that thing of, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Now, it was, uh, again, it's 
that's why I quite liked it because after a, a whole thing of like quite serious sort of wrestling and stuff, there's just this sort of ridiculous nonsense supernatural wankery, and it just it's just a, it's a breath of fresh air and it's a change of pace. It's a it's a palate cleanser sort of thing. I, I really it's one, it's one it. of them things you can't really. I often like just get a quick snapshot on like Bleach Report do grades, and they didn't even grade that because it was like there's no point in grading this because no. you either love it or you hate it. If yeah. you don't like this whole not... shenanigans, you'll hate it. It wasn't Skip really a it. match, was it? It was like character. No, yeah. but I I liked it. It furthers oh, the story. It. it gets Bray Wyatt back in. It furthers along the Alexa Bliss thing because now I think that she's possibly in charge of Fiend and he's going to be like doing her bidding. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's all that, cool. save that for Raw. Yeah. But yeah, it was cracking. Loved it. M- move on to Raw then. Um, I must say one of the things that actually struck me was, especially in the first hour or so, I was like, there's a lot of wrestling. Yeah. They, they came out of the gate with wrestling for the first time in like a year. And someone who doesn't watch it, that's a very confusing comment. <laughs> Normally <laughs> your it- first... Your opening section of Raw is Drew McIntyre walking to the ring, and for, for like eight months it seems to have been that. Promo probably, parade. probably longer actually, and then or, or a, a parade of very long promos. Uh, this week, poof, straight into a match. I was, I was genuinely like, have I missed something? Have we, have, has my my BT skipped forward a bit? No, <laughs> no. It was genuinely they just went led in with the match. It was, it was nice. Quite a few. Was yeah, the first the first hour hour and a half were, were cracking. So after last week, that's why I watched while. Raw again because I was like, after last week's one, I'm like, oh, maybe they, maybe they've turned a corner and they've gone, okay, well, we need to start building this up for Mania. And then I was like, ah, with the last hour, <laughs> where the wheels <laughs> sort of fell off a little bit, or should I say, the train came off the tracks. I think that's the issue, like with the three hoursness of it. It's it's hard to maintain that momentum for three yeah, hours. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Three hours is a long time for me to dedicate to anything. If I was watching it live, I I couldn't watch it live. Because if I can't skip adverts or skip matches that are boring the piss out of me, then yeah. Well, just in that first hour, you had what Bobby Lashley versus Sheamus just beat the shit out of each other for a bit. Peyton Royce, I thought, gave a cracking match yes. against Oscar. Uh, but we also got After the it. weird the, the, going back to the um, Bobby Lashley thing though. The disintegration of her business is on the cards, mm. isn't it? Because uh, yeah, it was great. Peyton Royce uh, and Oscar again. They finally booking Oscar strongish. But Peyton Royce, yeah, put her in more stuff. Yeah, definitely. Well, she did that Raw talk the other week, which I mentioned last week, and they actually used it in the show. And I was like, yes, yes. you're bringing these shows now into your main show, which I really wanted. Uh, maybe Vince just vanity um, searches himself, and this comes up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's she's genuinely surprised. I mean, I know she's good, but you don't see her presented in a way, and she no. she looked great. And then obviously Rhea. Ripley's come out, and that's the match that we're getting. Oscar versus Rhea Ripley, and I'm like, that's... It was always on the cards. It was kind of Fresh. weird. She just, came, she just came out and was like, I challenge you to a match, and she was like, okay. I was like, okay, no build. Okay, fine, fair enough. I'm okay with that, to be honest. It's going to be a cracker, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm fine with there being, yeah. what, two, three weeks of build-up of them just taking jibes at each other. It's fine. I don't need yeah. a big big round-up for that. Thumbs up. Yeah, same. And then you had um, the AJ Styles and Kofi, like on a on a raw. Like that that first hour and a half was really good. like that's a great match to have. To be fair, <laughs> I really liked that because um, um, it it didn't occur to me until I saw it on Twitter that someone had put out that Xavier Woods was playing his uh, AJ Styles' Impact music. You know when he was going to Phenomenal Forearm, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He but he can, and he starts. Yeah. And it, it was and that's I thought that's that's hey, how how has Vince cleared that? And then I thought, it's new day, they don't give a shit, do they? They just do what they want. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. they pretty much got tenure, haven't they? Um yeah, yeah, that's a good show. But my last note I had on it was I think did Drew have a handicap match. Yeah, against the Hurt Business. Against um... and the, the 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 I think it was Cedric. He Claymore kicked both of them, but the sell from Cedric on the Claymore was unbelievable. Like, do you know when you get the clothesline when they kind of flip themselves around? The yep. inside out, yeah. He, yeah, the inside out. He did that off the Claymore and, yeah. it, and just looked like he was dead. Yes. Yeah, as he landed. It was, it was yeah, I said up until that point, it was the second half with Braun Strowman and his new found sound effects board. Oh, God, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it because I skipped it, and then I thought, oh, okay. So, you know, like, we were trying to do, like, two highs from each episode rather than just, like, break the entire episode down. I might put a low in there as well. Because <laughs> I was watching that, and I was just like, what? They're not allowed to slap thighs because it's unrealistic, but they can have a fucking train noise. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Braun Strowman so much. Uh, yeah, it's a shame. It's a... Again, a couple of promising rows, and hopefully it's not just because WrestleMania is in, then it'll end. So, fingers crossed. Um, finish off then there on WWE NXT this week. Now, am I right in thinking, you, have you seen this? I've not seen any week. NXT this week. I've not had time. Uh, I'll just put a couple of notes in then. You had um, Walter absolutely just murdered Drake Maverick, as one would imagine <laughs> would happen. Uh, yep. there, there, was, there was no Drake offense. It was just a, an outright murder. And then the Champa came out, which didn't surprise me. But what did surprise me is Champa said, I want you in a match and I'm interested in that title. And it's now for the NXT UK title. Because last week, Butcher was saying he's, he's built to defend it against like yeah. a big boss guy. But no, it's, it's made official now. It's for the NXT UK title on, I can't remember which night it's on. And I was like, oh, okay, right. Okay. That one coming. So um, yeah, that'll be that'll do be they good. Not, um, do they not record NXT UK like, like a month at a time, though. Yeah, they do. I've been to one. Yeah, a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's that, that's official. They make quite a few matches official. Like on night one, they're doing oh, a champa. That'd be good, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be brilliant. The um, the I think I think night one they're doing a 12, 12 man battle royale. I'm just like Walter chops champa and fixes his spine. <laughs> it's like the most violent chiropractor you've ever been to. That would be brilliant. I just, yeah, poor, poor Drake Maverick. He was... I'm gonna have to watch it because I've, I've not seen someone be sent into the netherworld for a long time. <laughs> it's, a, it's a minute, it's a minute and a half. Yeah, I imagine murder. Walter just beats the living shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. They beat, they beat the shit out of Champ. Champa does some great bits because uh, they, they're holding him down and that. And Walter, do you know the necklace Champa always wears? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it must actually have some personal significance, like to his daughter or something. I don't know, but he Walter rips it off his neck and like goes to stand on it. He doesn't get round to doing it, and Champa's just getting beat down. And the whole time, he's like trying to claw his way to his necklace, and he finally, oh, get, he finally to, gets hold of it. And don't ruin it. it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to watch. I'm gonna watch um, it anyway. It's just yeah, yeah, I'm off this weekend. Timing. Yeah, so that was good. Uh, quite a lot of matches were set up for Takeover, um, which is good. Um, the started off with a tag match, and Raquel Gonzalez uh, and uh, Dakota Kai versus Zoe Stark and Io Shirai. Um, and Raquel, I love the ending. So, do you know the one arm powerbomb thing? Yeah, that's now yeah. she's doing claiming as a finisher. Yeah. Yeah, she did that on Stark, but then she did it again. She 
picture this in your head. She's picked her up with one arm. Eo's then jumped up on the ring apron because that nonsense had been happening outside. <laughs> and, and while holding Stark up in that position, she then runs over and big boots Eo off the side of the apron. <laughs> Fuck off. Then turns around and hits Stark with that powerbomb and pins it. I can see it. Like I said, the, the builder is up as an absolute monster now that Ripley's gone. Yep. Fill it in. Like, yeah, I'd like that. And uh, it ended with, I think I said last week, like Finn and Finn and uh, Cross are going to main event night too. But it feels like Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly is the main event. And they, they main evented NXT with a, a contract signing. But the two of them cut promos. The promos so of the life. I saw cut. a gif of, um, of him going, uh, there is no... Uh, undisputed era without me and Kyle you are nothing and the look of sort of sadness in his eyes I was like oh bless little little car it's (laughs) it's it's like the best heel and the best face promos you could want and it's like Kyle O'Reilly saying three and a half years I sold my soul and I want it back basically um and he even says we've made enemies in the locker room we've made enemies of the general manager and william regal's just stood there like fuming because <laughs> he hates the undisputed era doesn't he because of what they've done um but yeah it's adam cole gives an amazing promo and then kyle o'reilly follows it up not quite as good as adam cole's but it's it's very good and it's hard an un- to follow cole it's, a, it, yeah. it's an unsanctioned match that they're gonna have as well yeah because i saw he, he lamped uh, regal as well didn't he yeah. yeah. Regal's prop Regal's in top class angry Regal mode. Oh, he's doing his proper voice. Yeah, he, yeah. he's angry from the office. Like, right, you've got the police involved in this now. <laughs> he's fuming. He's fuming oh, at him. God, he's like my dad. Do whatever you want, but don't bring the police to my door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a good, good, solid episode. And I, I've not even mentioned like the match tonight was Kashida versus Devlin, which is great, great little watch. So yeah. Go on. I will get it. Yeah, it's 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 tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, um, yeah, leads on to to finish on uh, AEW. So, John, what what was one of your takeaways from this uh, feature? You may find this surprising because I've kept it quite quiet on the podcast, but um, <laughs> I quite like John Silver and the Dark Order. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was a great match, wasn't it? Like you got Silver just throwing Darby across the ring. I don't know how strong Silver is and how little Darby weighs, but he's like, the little meat man. Um, yeah. Darby is 170, I think, 170 pound. I don't know what that is in in UK. Yeah, that's meaningless to me. But uh, <laughs> give me a sec. Was uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just numbers? No, he but injured as well, didn't he? Yeah, so maybe one of the well, two bad things about it is uh, for me so, is that yeah, he got injured flying over the barricade and. Uh, that he didn't win. Boo. I know he's never going to, but you know, I want him to. Too over eager with the pin. Puts his foot on the ropes. What am I looking up? Sorry, because yeah. all I've got is pounds to kilograms and I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> pounds to stone. And- ah, right. Thanks. That helps. Uh, so, Darby Allen weighs about 12 stone. 170 pound is 12 stone. I think John is, uh, John Silver is, is, I don't know what his build does. I missed that. But I think he's more because he's just dense, isn't he? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's literally a human bowling ball. When he when he shoulder tackled Darby out of the ring. Yeah. And Darby sold it like fuck because he cleared. Yeah. Um selling oh, brilliant. Was that it was an awesome counter where he um Darby goes for that over the top stunner and silver counters to the Queen Slayer. Yeah. Really it was, like yes, it was very good. I really wanted him to just start yelling, Anna! Anna! <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> Over the top, but yeah, um, yeah, I really loved that match. It was it it was better than I thought it was going to be. 
John Silver's again come on leaps and bounds. Yeah, I think being in the Dark Order has helped him out tremendously because I remember when he joined and it was they were sort of him and Reynolds with jobbers for like, yeah. you know for tag matches and stuff. But it just shows that I don't know being booked right and doing your little be um, being the elite bits and stuff and just genuinely being a good guy and being a good wrestler and wanting to improve yourself constantly will okay. will, will help you. But yeah, it's a cracking match. Um, what have you got, Joe? I was just trying to remember, there was another bit in it that, oh, it was when um, it was when Silver goes over the barricade yeah. and he, I th- you can clearly see he's cracked his head on the floor. Yeah. And uh, Reynolds jumps over and he's like, are you all right? Like, I know it's a yeah. bit, but yeah, there was genuine concern in his face. It may have and then, a bit. <laughs> and then I think he was like, tell five to take the next bump for me, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great. I didn't know why Sting came out in that either. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It was a bit confusing. Dark order, dark order are not dirty boys. They're, either. they're not. They're essentially yeah. faces now, aren't they? They're, they're the most face faces they could ever be. Very so they're so. not going to beat Darby Allen up like when he comes out of the ring. It's not yeah. how it goes down. Um, yeah, that was a bit confusing. The Sting was out of. I mean, I guess they'd like pushed him up the way and stuff, but they'd not actually. Yeah, it was fine. Him. He just he waved his bat and then they backed off. It was it was fine. It was lovely stuff. Um, I also en- really enjoyed the Kenny Omega Matt Seidel opening match. I don't know whether it's just me, but Dynamite yeah. seems to really open with bangers constantly. Yeah, well, they do. Yeah. Like I was saying, shock about Raw starting with wrestling. That's like every week AEW starts just a banging wrestling match. Yeah, we never get it's promos. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's just yeah. boom. Here's a match. Go. Here's Kenny Omega with his full introduction. Here's Matt Seidel. It got Seidel over with me because yeah, up until this point, great. I was like, eh, he's been an elevation in dark and stuff, but he's never really recovered from falling off the um, turnbuckle. <laughs> but that was, that was Nakamura's fault. Remember? I know, I know, and that's why he, he pulled Nakamura's pants down and stoved his head in. <laughs> But yeah, it was really good. There was some really nice countering in it. There was, um, and um, JR keeps bringing up that um, Seidel has become more of a um, a submission wrestler. He hasn't. He's just <laughs> learned like a couple of bits. He's always going to be a lunatic jumping off shit. Uh, but yeah, um, the counter out of the one winged angel. That was cool. When, when he shifts his body weight, bounces off the ropes, comes down. Yeah, it was just like, that's beautiful, beautiful stuff. Yeah, I was, was... I was reading a review on this, and they had major issues with that. Why? Because they, they on impact, they're, they're really bigging up how kind of unstoppable the one-winged angel is, and it's hard to get out of and stuff. And they felt that that, he, he basically counters out of it about three times in the match. Like, that should be as I swerve. Swerve Scott's cut that out. No, that should be Rick Swan. Rick, he's having the match with that, and yeah. now you've seen Seidel counter out of it three times. And on, on a, a I don't think he did that it. kind of wrestler, though, isn't he? Like, he's very agile, he's very. I don't like think he did it three player. times, and also he went for it too early. Yeah, yeah, it's easy yeah, to counter is... out of because he's, you've literally, he's literally got you on the shoulders. There's loads yeah. I liked you can it, do. but it was, it was, it was brought up. Apparently, impact they're really bigging it up in that, and they thought, well, that, that's fine, but. Who's Swan. watching Impact? <laughs> Moving to Thursday. No, it was Great. A, it was, That'll help. It him. was a good. It was a good match. Very good match. I don't. I, I don't like Don Callis. So. You're not <laughs> meant to like Don. I Callis, don't. Mate. Like, was it him who said my favorite bit of the whole match on commentary was? I, I think it was him who was talking. Or Jr. was talking about Matt Seidel being this like young up and comer, and Excalibur just went. They're the same age. They're the same age. <laughs> <laughs> Excalibur is God doing the Lord's work. I fucking love Excalibur. <laughs> He's my favourite He's a voice of reason in a sea of old, confused men. 
No, I didn't like was was when Callis was like, "You you're wearing a mask in public when you're not wrestling." That that one kind of. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, but it's Excalibur. <laughs> I, if, if I saw him in the street, I wouldn't know who he was. If he had a mask, I'd be like, "Hello, Excalibur." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for naming yourself after a legendary British sword. <laughs> uh, my only other bit from the entire thing was uh, Moxley and uh, yeah, they're just lovely, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> they're just like a married couple who are just like, like they've been waiting at a bar for too long <laughs> to get served. It's just, <laughs> just, him and Eddie Kingston together is just a lovely thing because you can tell there's no rehearsal. They've just gone, okay, right. Uh, you need to just get these points over. They're going, well, well, fine, we'll do it. And we brought you a script. Ah, fuck you, we'll do it ourselves. And it's great. Um, Kingston doesn't know what he's broken. Something's broken. At that point, I was like, I'm 100% in. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. He keeps yeah. trying to get up, and Moxie's making him sit down. It's lovely. It's going to lead to blood and guts. Nope. <laughs> We've got two blood and gut matches. I need, I need a bell. <laughs> oh, but no, we're getting yeah, a drinking game. We're gonna is. get we're gonna get three blood and guts matches. If, I told you if they're gonna put two rings together with a cage or room, we're getting at least three, and we're getting Matt Hart. What what's what are they calling it now? Matt Hardy's extended family or something? Like the DC universe. <laughs> no, 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 because um, because after the um silver match, like um Matt Hardy pulls Darby out, don't they? So I think we're getting Dark Order against Matt Hardy's lot. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, we're going to get, I think, Young Bucks, Omega, and, I don't know, two more people. Kingston and someone else against Omega, um, Good, Brothers. Good Brothers. Who else is loyal to Omega? Can't see that one being enough for Blood and Guts, no, they're building, up these, a match they're building up these 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 bigger matches. Also, the trios. Uh, they've yeah. stopped referring to them as six man tags and trios belts, trios matches. Which, uh, yeah, we're getting a three man belt, aren't we? Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Anything else uh, on on your list, John, from the uh, show? Uh, yeah, I'd say the Young Bucks and Cutler, Lucha Bros and Lloyd. Okay, it's always I'm always a big fan of Lucha Bros. Just casually defying physics. Before <laughs> <laughs> Does... that matches, as soon as I saw Cutler's on it, I was like, Cutler's here to take the pin, isn't he? <gasps> I like Cutler, but that's you know he, he came across he, he come over really good in this yeah. though he, he's I mean, he's he's a good he's a solid wrestler I'm not I don't have a problem with him I really like him he's good he's good on dark as well but like you know when you just see him and you're like you're here to take the pin that's there you go cool. there's your fourth there's your fifth man Cutler because um, Kenny Omega comes out and like you could have been my friend but you chose to choose Brandon Cutler and he's like what oh, have yeah. I done sat in the corner <laughs> isn't it. It's just from yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cutler in a blood and guts match. I'd pay to see that. He'd do some ludicrous shit because uh, he's basically a big beanpole boy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, then, yeah I, I, I like to tie Conti and Nyla Rose. Yeah. When it was announced, I was like, what's the point of this? But if minus one isn't going to be there, why am I watching Ty Conti? Exactly, right? Because <laughs> uh, she's no, fucking ace. Because she's awesome, yeah. Yeah. And I, it's really good to see her getting a bit of a push. I was a bit yeah. worried that Nyla would would win and this whole thing would be pointless but no I'm glad again no one came out of that week yep, yep. it was a great match good to see her being pushed hopefully championship match yeah. well she's number number one contender isn't she I believe so yeah I don't yeah. know when that happened but... yeah. yeah Um, dark matches yeah. and stuff yeah, <laughs> right my... as, much, as much as I sorry have you got one more left um, yeah I've got mine too okay mine too. no I'm saying like I said Dynamite this week it was like a pretty consistent all the way through yeah, yeah. But yeah. I do. I do have a problem with it so do yours and then. Uh, okay. Um, 
Uh, one, Brit's promo. I thought it was fantastic, given the amount of love that she's got over the last week on Twitter for her performance in the, the Lights Out match. That was a great way to reclaim the heel heat. Come out, take down Mick Foley, take down the crowd. Mick Foley tweeted back, like, I am hurt by that. Yeah, Yeah, that was great. It was short. It was was a great way just to reinforce, I am a heel and I'm not wanting sympathy for this. And it was true. Everyone was talking about her. Oh, yeah. And cracking. I thought it was was probably one of the best promos she's done. My boss came over to me today and he's like, "Uh, guess, because he's been watching Dynamite for ages. And he was like, guess where? I'm up to because he's slightly behind and he's like I've just seen um, and I was like so you've not watched um, you've not watched Nyla Rose uh, fucking hell so you've not watched Britt Baker and Thingy from last week uh, from oh, fucking right so you've not watched Britt Baker and Thunder Rose from last week then and he was like no no I'm watching Darby Allen against Scorpio Sky that was the last match I was like no 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 said you've got an unsanctioned match after that and you've got the best unsanctioned match AEW have done yeah. and he was like what and I was like Yes, you need to go and watch it. Go and watch it now. Don't be in work because you shouldn't be here anyway because you do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. It's brilliant. Great, great promo. And um, lastly, when I logged in tonight, you criticised my name, thinking I was like from some MSN back in the early noughties because I put finds himself in dark places because that was the um, the banner. Iron. That's the one above uh, Hangman when he came out. I always make sure to look at what that is. Oh, I yeah. I, and I love that one. And have a look, yeah. I, I, I love that one. I was like, there we go. Well, it was the it was the um, Dark Order um, training montage, wasn't it? Where it was like them all doing um, coffin drops and yeah. John, Johnny Hungy just left it and writing. Uh, and then Five does it and then nobody catches him. But then John Silver goes over and Adam, uh, Hangman Adam Page just says, uh, if you win or lose, they're still going to love you. And I'm like, this is the most genuinely lovely thing I think I've ever heard in wrestling. I've never felt such a genuine sort of love between random sweaty men (laughs) (laughs) Uh, outside of that bathhouse in Tangiers. It's, yeah, it was just a really nice thing. It's, I mean, Hangman Adam Page against Cesar Bononi. Uh, went longer than I thought it was going to, to be honest. Yeah, the match. Sure. Was, the match yeah, I wasn't bothered by that. It's just that I like the, no, but, the storytelling uh, yeah. on the camera. And he's now drinking back on stage as well yes. with his uh, page wisers, are they calling them? Yeah. <laughs> What's your issue then? Uh, my, well, I've got two issues now, I've just realised. Uh, one of them, stop using Tony Skiavone doing interviews at the top of the fucking stairs every week. You've <laughs> yeah, got Alex Marvez. You've got, is it Dasher? Dasher Yarwood? Use them backstage. We don't, I don't need Tony. He's supposed to be commentating, isn't he? Why is he doing interviews with people? I understand it with Britt Baker because there's the history of them and stuff. But it just it seems every week they seem to be growing and growing and annoys me. And the other thing is that after Paul said, you you all bum AEW so much. <laughs> Minor argument in the chat. <laughs> eh, it's fine. Um, and like we all call like WWE for doing like... Um, the most devastating move in sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. Mm-hmm. Every match, apart from the first one, ended with a fucking beatdown. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, it did. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't need it. Have them, have, have them a rumble backstage while they're doing a post-match interview. Have them then come at them or something. But in the ring constantly, I know you've got fans there and you want to give them a bit more, but I was just like, of the six matches that are on here, five of them, Ended with ring invasions. Yeah, you're right. I I don't remember the last couple, but 
No, 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 no. no. It, yeah. I went back and checked. Yeah, yeah, no, I believe you. I thought about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I did, I did remember by the time the last one happened, I was like, oh. but now I know why. Because I was kind of watching it as I was working. It wasn't really clicking in my head. You get sort of immune to it because a lot of them do. Yeah. Hmm. yeah it's a way of furthering a, a story, I guess. But also, yeah, don't don't rely on it. Don't use it as a crutch. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's, just a, it's, it's just fine. More like the timing of the book. Like last week when I said like the first few matches, you had two roll-ups and a squash. Like, yeah. Just out a bit and space it out. Those are my only two matches. two major gripes with it. Like I said, I've, I'm enjoying yeah. Raw more now than I have in a long time. Um, and yeah, I don't want to see AW fall into traps. So it is. That's the other thing I liked in Brit promo. <laughs> Brit's promo as well. She went, it's Tony, Tony Khan is obsessed with uh, signing up all the legends. She said something I like that. I am a legend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> sure, I am a legend. I have been here since, yeah. yeah. In unrelated news, um, did you see Orange Cassidy's new music? No. Apparently, Tony Khan has leased for a multi-year contract Where Is My Mind by the Pixies as his intro music. Nice. And after Baltimore as Jungle Boy, I'm like, has he just been on my Spotify? Because this is literally <laughs> shit I listen to. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mix of, sort of 80s pop nonsense and, and 90s sort of grunge, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, that's it for the show reviews of this week. Um, can I just add, sorry, uh, can, I, can I have everyone's opinion, please, on next week's Miro um, Miro versus Best Friends? Because thing is, Kip Sabian ain't going to do fuck all, is he? <laughs> um, but their, their thoughts on that? Because I think it, it could either be tremendous or the worst thing I've ever seen. What's the stipulation? Um, I don't know. They said they're going to be arcade machines around the ring and they have to put their heads through them to win, I think. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want it around the ring. I don't want it to be like um, like a lumberjack match, but just full of Pac-Man machines. And I'm they're, like, they're do it in an arcade, <laughs> right? Do it, do it as like a cinematic match. That would be fun. Because um, best friends are going to, well, um, Chuck and... Um, Chuck and No, no, Chuck and um, Orange Cassidy are going to win. Because then it's going to be Miro's turn, isn't it, against yeah. Thingy? Did you not see the thing? That I meant to mention it last week. Did you not see the thing where he was like, oh, these are my Miro put a thing on Twitter, these are my best friends, and it was him and um, Kip, and he cropped Penelope almost out of the photograph. <laughs> yeah, it's just little beautiful yeah. stuff. Yeah. Nice. It's just one thing. I'm, it's next week, and I'm kind of excited, but also I know I'm going to be disappointed by it. It's fine. Yeah, I Moving am. on. I haven't even really twigged that it's happening. He did a promo this week, man. Yeah, so no, it was I know, announced. I Miro refers to Orange Cassidy as walking Xanax. Yeah. <laughs> no, like the promo stuff's all good. I'm just I'm just not that fussed about the match. No. The well, it was a match we, no, we were it... kind of like, it didn't need to be on Revolution. Yes. Yeah. But also, I wasn't really that bothered about the Santana Ortiz best friends parking lot brawl, and that was like a fucking banger of a match. Oh, yeah, it could be amazing, yeah. but... Yeah, I'm not that. It was, I think it was right Chuck now. Taylor's thing of like, yeah, you probably will beat us up, but the thing is, we're really good at getting beaten up. <laughs> and I was like, I love you, Chuck Taylor, sexy Chucky. <laughs> um, hang on. Leading into the hot topic, then of basically WrestleMania's forgotten classics. So you know there's TLC's always talked about the rock versus austin's always talked about taker Shawn michaels kind of matches that don't get talked about but are still good we put out a poll last week 
Uh, we've three matches on uh, and two of them tied, so we'll talk about them. But then there were some <laughs> comments as well. Democracy. <laughs> there were some comments for other matches as well on the post, um, which which may or may not get mentioned. We'll see. And then we're going to choose our own matches as well. So we'll kick off, Joe, with the one that I know you and Butcher really. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you now. I have no other matches in my locker. Mate. I've not had time to do any research <laughs> on this at all. Uh, I've watched the two. Um, that were nominated, and I've just not had time to, to go back and watch Manias. Sorry. Well, I'm sure you know the one that I'm referring that you can lead us off with. So. Oh, um, Raven. Your hero. Yeah. I don't know how I, how I fall into this camp of Raven. I'm like, I'm fine with him. I was never like 100% on board, but you seem to have it in your head that. I'm I, okay. Anyway, yeah, I'll play. I'll I'll, the, I'll roll with it. Yeah, butchers the. Uh, butchers, butchers, he's not, no, and he's not even here because his house is flooded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, what but, a butcher is gutted. He wanted to talk about. I know Raven. we've we've texted him. Like we can redo this bit if he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got it kept. Uh, I might put it in for every one of his. Um, no. Uh, Raven, Kane, and Big Show at WrestleMania. 17 is it it's it's the one with the rock and austin and the ah, turn, okay. the tlc match all that stuff i, f- I forget um i literally watched it like an hour ago so um against kane and the big show um wrestling was a lot simpler back then. <laughs> Has Raven particularly upset someone recently? I don't know. See, this is why we needed Butcher for this, man, because uh, he'd know the internet. I have no idea. It just feels That's like fair. he was a bit of a punching bag for his whole. Uh... I think I he like... was. Well, he was the hardcore champion, so I'm assuming he was walking about like Billy Big Bollocks. Uh, with his being... trolley. With his trolley, yeah, with his trolley full of the lightest equipment <laughs> you could find. Now, really? I don't know much, but if I was I was a hardcore champion, my shopping trolley would be full of bats and nails and, like, you know, not a plastic, this toilet is being clean sign, and, a, like, a weird puppet of a goblin that he had in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was weird. He comes down to the ring, he throws it all in there for some weird reason, and Kane comes out, and I was like, oh, that's weird. Because someone pointed out to me that if Kane does his pyro at the start of the match, it means he's not going to win. Okay. Because they couldn't afford to do it twice. And I was like, that's bullshit. But it's always stuck with me. I think maybe like house shows and... I, know, I said possibly, yeah. Yeah, but not that's Mania, they can spring for a couple more Roman candles, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the fact that they actually started fighting <laughs> yeah. before Big Show even arrived. Well, where Ra- Raven runs over down. and hits him with the uh, toilet man <laughs> and does note and it bounces off him and then he picks up literally a tinfoil tray with no parking on it. It hits him, it goes pink off his back. <laughs> and then he turns around and then we get... <laughs> And at this point, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fucking car crash, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 I don't know how far Big Show was into his career here, because this is... Oh, is this... Hmm. This is oh, I don't, 2001. No, this is probably after my um, my golden period, then. I don't know. But um, Big Show looks rubbish in this. All the way through it. Like, he just looks stiff and wooden and, like... There's a bit later on where they uh, 
they're throwing each other. <laughs> the bit where he throws Raven through the glass window is fucking amazing. I will say, yeah. And I believe Raven would probably would have gone use real glass. <laughs> like I don't give a shit because he's bleeding the fuck, and I doubt he's yeah. like bladed himself to fuck in there. Like, but uh, but it's then when it's him and Kane and they're fighting in that other room. Uh, he throws him against the door and clearly Kane's supposed to go through the door but he doesn't throw him with enough force or Kane's like not having it and so like Big Show just slaps the door either side of his head and then they both fall through it and I was like no this is this is real bad times <laughs> this is what you voted an un, un... <laughs> yeah it, it's hard it's easy to forget what a monster Kane is though like Physically, as a specimen. Yes. Six when he comes ten. out, and you're like, yeah, I always know that because you see him coming. But like the build, the build of this guy, it's. it's I was just saying it was it was um, the bit where Raven gets into the golf cart, yeah. turns a corner, falls out of the golf cart. <laughs> I did enjoy Kane chasing him in the golf cart. That was yeah. <laughs> the thirty foot, he could have just walked in about two yeah. steps because of his giant daddy legs. Yeah, I like the fact that the referee was like, "Okay, Kane, tap, tap, tap on top of the guy, go!" <laughs> oh, golf cart nonsense. That's yeah, it was going. it was ludicrous. Uh, I like the fact Raven took the bump for that. Like they nearly fucking crushed his leg under that wheel. Yeah. Um, Kane's man. big boot off the stage. <laughs> to, yeah, to finish it off. And the referee going, "Floors are not for me. Walls is the future." Yeah. <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and watch like Raven's entire run now. Yeah. Um, because <sighs> he was the only one that in that that seemed to give a shit about yeah. it. it. Was his title? It was his title, and it was stolen by high jinxery. But I, I know he was. I know he's a good wrestler. I've, I mean, I, I'm aware of, of Ravens. Uh, I'm not completely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It just it just felt the ending was okay. Kane with a hardcore, but Kane's not hardcore wrestler. Kane's main event wrestler. Doesn't it? A big show and Kane were like dead into the hardcore title for some reason. Well, I think they said earlier yeah, on Kane, that there was like previously uh, uh, something. There was like a twenty man. I think the hardcore used to be the twenty four seven title as well. Yeah, yeah. the uh, unified them. Because there was uh, like a twelve-man rumble where it changed hands loads within I the space. I remember watching years like a long time ago. Crash Holly defending it twenty-four-seven. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. It's just horseshit. <laughs> Hardcore yeah. titles are fine. Twenty-four-seven titles are bullshit because all it is is a series of vignettes of people getting kicked in the balls when they're trying to get the mail out of the post box or whatever and then getting rolled up like someone like you'd just be waiting around for that it's yeah kane's bigger than that like like i said before we started recording i've kind of binged a bunch of broken school sessions and uh the takers talking about when they got kane in and he basically says the hell in a cell you know the hell in a cell match yeah yeah yeah. We've, we've covered it yeah yeah but he says literally the cell was designed just for kane hmm the, right. the structure was designed and the story was designed just for Kane's entrance. And then I can believe it. Everyone always goes, It's Undertaker's structure. He's like, But it, it, it was for Kane to yeah, make that. I can entry. believe it. Kane looked like a. Uh, he did the same thing in this as well when um, Big Show spent ages putting that padlock on. And then Kane just went, Oh, wait, this tiny piece of aluminium you've sell us aimed it to. <laughs> yeah. You don't see my debut. Yeah, no, yeah, Kane's. A yeah, but it was just was like, I think he was meant to go a bit more and give it more time. And it's just like, yeah, it's holding down for about two seconds. Yeah, the time it the time it took me to 
stand up and go, I'll go for a week. Oh, now he's back. <laughs> yeah, um, second match that got a vote. Um, I put this one on Paul. I asked Paul for some suggestions, and this was one that he'd suggested. Uh, he's a big Batista fan, but he says WrestleMania 23, Batista versus Undertaker. Um, Paul gave me some backdrop on this. He said it's the match that Batista basically says is his favorite match that he's ever had. Okay. And match. Undertaker yeah. apparently also quotes it quite often as one of his favorite matches you know outside of like the normal ones that everyone talks about undertaker absolutely it's... love this match watching it, it i was like man back. undertaker was good yeah <laughs> i forgot because like the whole sort of world seems to have slowed down over the past few years sort of thing and you just think undertaker hi just yeah but man in his prime he was a fucking monster yeah it made me sort of go i'm gonna have to go back and watch a lot of undertaker stuff now right. just because he, he does that dive again that he did at the Shawn michaels and he does it right, and he doesn't nearly break his fucking face. <laughs> the leap he gets on it is unbelievable. I swear to God, but I mean, he's a big lad, isn't he? So it's always going to look high. But yeah, he's clearly about like 73 feet high in the sky at that point. He could probably change a light bulb while he's up there. Yeah. I think it's a flap he doesn't flip. Like Everyone nowadays does it. Oh, no, I always it, think just... there's, there's a point in it where he could flip, and he doesn't. He just goes, mm, and like peaks angels into it. It's interesting because on I said binged all these. He, he's when he's talking to Steve Austin about when he became the Undertaker. He's saying that he had to battle his ego as the character. He said because the character is this slow kind of boogeyman character. He said, but I could do everything everyone else could do. He said I could do the flips, I could do the jumps, and he went and he had to actually suppress his own ego and go, no, I'm going to let them do that because if I come out doing that, this character's dead after two years. Yes. And then he said by the time he kind of got to this stage of his career, he he, he could put on the five-star matches and maintain the character. Yeah. And that's when he did start doing these dives off the thing to show people he could. And I said, I'm, I'm nothing but ultimate respect for Mark uh, as, a, as a wrestler, as his, his, yeah. his political persuasions and stuff. <laughs> Not so um, but no, he, he's someone who was... Who was uh, <laughs> Uh, who was who has understood what his role is? He is there to to fill that character. It's it's an actor, isn't it? And yeah, Undertaker doing mad fucking moonsaults. Oh, it wouldn't fit with the character. He's a slow and steady, methodical, work you down guy because that's what death is. It just wears you down, yeah. and that's what he does in this. It's like um, Batista gets early assaults in, and Batista yeah. comes across like an absolute beast in this as well. I will say. Um, there's some outside the ring stuff. Table. Um, oh, when he throws him into the ring and um, Undertaker takes a big old dive over them steps. Yeah, that made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> not in a, not in a, not in a ha-ha, it's ridiculous way, but in a sort of, he wouldn't do that now. <laughs> <laughs> They'd cut to a stuntman. Uh, yeah. Batista goes off the top rope as well. And yeah, that, I don't think that's something he does. Commentators were very like, oh, Batista's up there. <laughs> he does do a shot. He does a shoulder tackle off the top rope, which yeah, is cool. like, yeah, I know. It's fine. I've always hated Undertaker's old school thing because <laughs> yeah. it takes so long to set up for such little payoff. Yeah, it's a crowd. Um, it's a, yeah, I know, I know. I understand it, but it's just. Great, he's going to jump off and just injure their elbow slightly. Yeah. <laughs> there was the um, table, was it a power slam? From table yeah, to table. Power slam. That was the one, yeah. yeah, I thought Take he would have done his, done his finisher on him or something, but he just, yeah, just did like a running power slam. The Batista, yeah, the Batista bomb, he kind of sits down with him on it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> kind of leads in straight into a pin. 
Um, yeah, it was. A, I it also was a forgot sh- how much I loved the big old uh, cathode ray tube monitors they used to have. Yeah. Yeah. Because they'd always have to pull them and throw them distance because if you fall on them, it's going to fucking kill you. <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> I also, I miss the Spanish announce desk being there, man. I really do. Same. Yeah. Call the poor Spanish you know, announce like, desk. <laughs> as, as we said on, I think, the Forbidden episode, um, you knew when it was proper when they went through the proper desk, when they went through the American announcer's desk as opposed to... Everyone went through the Spanish announcer. That was like you, you write a passage was going to the Spanish announcer's desk. <laughs> yeah, when you made it on to getting uh, to, to removing the monitors from Jerry Laurel. Yeah. So this was a hoss fight as it should be. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like I said, really, I've, I've never seen it before. And it was I, also the first... Because it's for the World Heavyweight Championship. It was Taker's first match for the top title in 10 years at WrestleMania. Really? Oh, yeah. So WrestleMania 13 was the last title chance opportunity he had at WrestleMania. Um, he was 14-0 going into this. and The streak had just started to become a thing. But yeah, yeah first, they mentioned the streak. It was his first title match. And the two of them also, to be honest, a bit like uh, the first Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, they both went into it pissed off because they were put basically like fourth on the card. And like in a proper shit spot, and they both felt they should have been main event in it. Man, right. It's like if you're the Undertaker and this has happened to you several times, like you've been like, no, I should be main eventing this. And no, no, we're going to put you up. You'd just get annoyed, wouldn't you? It's not just me. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Again, I guess, yeah. it's, I guess, as The Rock said, it's know your role. <laughs> best for business whatever whatever it was said no it's a it is a, generally and it's quick as well it's a really like, oh not, yeah. yeah um it's on youtube minutes. it's on daily motion skip to about 20 minutes in because you'll avoid all the undertaker's literal hour-long intro <laughs> you'll gain time by the watching this entrance it's good because he's got all the druids and shit and i love that but i was like I ain't got time to watch this, son. We, sorry, know, we, know this. we need the end. We need the match. Yeah, I need the fucking match. I'm sorry, I've got like. I do enjoy Batista's music though, because I always have in the back of my head it Xavier Woods stood backstage singing it. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that video. <laughs> I absolutely love that video. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, they they were the two that um kind of won the vote. There was also one in there that didn't did it win, which was Eddie versus Ray. Like I'm sure you can imagine. Eddie versus Ray as an opening match at a WrestleMania is um yep. was <laughs> quite a way to open a WrestleMania. So um another one that was put forward was and I watched this this morning actually, uh, Edge versus Mick Foley WrestleMania 22 they had a hardcore match. And it's it's a theme with a couple of matches I've chose here where there's something iconic about it, but people don't talk about the match. They talk about the iconic moment. The finish of the match is when Edge spears Foley through the ropes into a burning table. Oh, okay. Okay. Which is an image that kind of gets replayed sometimes, but the actual match itself is is superb. Um, you've got Manable Claw happening with barbed wire around it. He does it on Lita. He does it on Edge. Um, you get you get the whole works of a Mick Foley hardcore match, but the, the, <laughs> the kind of thing going into it was Edge was saying he'd lost his title with Foley as a referee, and he was blaming Foley, and he said, you've never had a WrestleMania match that people will remember, and that was the thing going into it, and Edge was like, I'm going to give you a match that people will remember, and then Foley was like, well, if we're going to do that, it's got to be a hardcore match, 
and the, the two of them and Lita, she got herself involved as I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah, she always does. Of course. Put on an absolute uh, quality of 15, 20 minutes. But yeah, the ending, they've set up a table earlier on and uh, Mick actually douses it in lighter fluid. <laughs> but then he kind of gets distracted. Lita pours more on, sets it on fire, and then Edge, a bit like um, Biggie, you know, his spear through the ropes he does now. Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah, makes yeah. me cringe, to be honest, whenever he does that. Um, he does that, but they land on a burning table. And then... again, it's that thing you're having confidence in your uh, in your opponent yeah. to to pull you through the ropes. <laughs> Because otherwise, it's going to end up with smashed faces. Exactly, yeah. But that was—it's a really good match. It's—it's—it's it's, it's an iconic finish, but the actual match before it doesn't really get talked about in in the way it, in the way it probably should do. Um, I know you said you didn't have any others because you've any, any that you remember, John? Um, any matches from when you? I have back admittedly in the day? like had to cheat on this. I couldn't remember much of back in my day, so I had a little Google and I found one I found uh, thought was interesting. Which was WrestleMania 27, Cody Rhodes versus Rey Mysterio. Okay. Um, and I was interested because Rey Mysterio is ace, and I watch anything with Rey Mysterio in it. And I haven't seen much of Cody outside of AEW or some New Japan, really. I've totally missed his WWE run. Um, so the story going into this is that Rey broke Cody's nose with a six mine. And, oh, yeah. um, Has he got that face? Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's no longer handsome. He's coming like wearing, he's got his, hiding his face with a hood, he's wearing a mask, and he wants to punish Rey for it. And he's like controlling the first half of the mask of the match using his mask as a weapon. Um, there's some cool storytelling, like Cody hits him with number six one nine after removing the mask. Uh, Ray is casually defying gravity with some insults, Lana's head scissors. There's a pretty impressive delayed superplex in the middle of open Cody. Uh, eventually, Ray removes Cody's mask, um, puts it on himself, and starts headbutting the fuck out of him. <laughs> Which I was like, yes, you saw me here. And eventually, uh, Cody wins by cracking Ray with his own knee brace and hitting him with uh, the crossroads. It was a fun match. I was surprised. I've never heard of it, but I quite liked it. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen images in that of that when you said the nose thing. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, again, Cody, Ray Mysterio. Like, I mean, what more do you want? What more do you want? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Oh, also, so Ray is just Captain America. He's dressed as Captain America. Yeah. So yeah, he is. <laughs> so, like, what more do you want? Yeah. <sighs> like, there was a thing a while back where um, someone asked Rey Mysterio if they could borrow his gloves or something from a couple of years back, and he went, have the entire outfit. I think Rey Mysterio just has a wing in his house dedicated to his, like, mad outfits that he has. That wouldn't surprise me. Oh, Especially okay. for WrestleMania, he's got special ones every time. Yeah, and no, Dominic had the the hood with the mask that yeah. he had on it as well, yeah. Yeah, iconic. Iconic on that. A um, couple more I put on. Uh, really not that long ago, WrestleMania 20. What's this one? Is it 36 coming up? Was it 37? Last year was 36, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I think. Do they I count think, last year as an official one? Yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure that was 36. Um, 28, WrestleMania 28. Uh, CM Punk and Jericho. <laughs> I've got the same one. You got it? Do you got it? Yep. Crack on, new lead on it. <laughs> oh no! Um, I say it's it's called cool. Jericho trying to get into Punk's head throughout the whole, well, throughout the start anyway, going after his family and uh, trying to get Punk disqualified because right before the start of the match, he gets told that if he's disqualified, he'll lose the championship. And this, I think, this bit goes on for a while, but you know, he gets Punk to hit him with a chair, and it, and the match starts to pick up, and you got this really cool set of. Um, just constant counters and submission holds and near falls and finisher attempts at the end that really makes you 
you don't know who's going to win. It just keeps like switching. We're talking like submission hold to like moving over him. So now you're pinning him to then spinning around and attempting the walls of Jericho to attempting a um, another you know counter hold. It just goes on and it it's real good. It's a bit chain wrestling, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the the story into it was they were both claiming that. Well, Jericho said, "I've come back to say I'm the best in the world." Oh, okay. Because obviously that's what what CM Punk used to go around saying, didn't he? And then he he was doing all this stuff against his family to get in his head. Oh, okay. So that makes sense because there's a part where he's about to hit the go to sleep and he pauses and shouts, "Best in the world!" and Jericho fights out of it because it gives him time. Yeah. To... Right. That makes sense. And the thing I didn't realize until today, I, I literally watched this today, um, was that. Jericho is basically wearing a, a modified version of CM Punk's gear. Okay. So Punk's Punk's always got the kind of black, right, black and red with the white on his mm-hmm. on his trunks, and he's they're both trunks and pads guys basically. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, yeah. That's what they were. And CM Punk has he's all black. He's got red lining on his on his uh, yeah, pad yeah. Yeah. and the three or four stars in the back of his pants. Uh, Jericho's wearing black with red, and then his pants are black with red writing "Best in the World." Huh. And it's I said it was only when I saw them like together, like up close, and I was like that it looks like they're wearing the same gear. And I was like, that's brilliant. Isn't that it's probably a Jericho thing, yeah. Yeah, a nice little touches. Yeah, yeah. I like what you said. One thing that did strike me watching it, like I, I actually I just didn't have the chance. I wanted to actually look what the rest of the card was before. I know after it, because I, I think Punk and Jericho wanted to main event this, but they couldn't mm-hmm. because the main event was John Cena versus The Rock. Yeah, the I Rock, saw that. The Rock's return. This was for the uh, WWE title as well. Um the crowd are dead. Like they're proper dead like at the start they don't yeah. they hardly make a noise and i think one of my favorite type of matches in wrestling is when you have a crowd that are dead for whatever reason and then they get into it yeah and boy. feel it and that really does happen in this match as you said that the, the counter exchanges towards the end is um yeah the crowd come to life uh what was the rocks for then rock versus cena because this is really... the the once in a lifetime Ah, uh, so it wasn't actually for a belt or anything. It nope. was just it was just dance. the one. It was the one that they built up for a year. It was the yeah. It was the once in a lifetime match. Yeah, yeah. and then they had another one the year after. How disappointing <laughs> that people are idiots. They wouldn't go and watch an actual sort of belt championship match. Yeah. They, oh, they they got into it. Um, oh yeah, no, 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 I've I've seen it now. Now you say it. Yeah, I don't know dates and stuff. I'm terrible, like with dates, yeah, and faces, they'd... and names and stuff. Also, like WrestleMania is quite quite long, so it's easy to sort of lose. Well, you, you do have lulls and fatigue and watching yeah. it. No, and... I'm not making excuses for myself. I'm just saying is that I don't know that much. No, just, just just as a crowd watching it, it's always like, yeah. oh, how can you follow something? And well, like John said before, he went and watched NXT UK and they filmed a month's worth of stuff, and that must be what eight hours. That's like a day's <laughs> shift. Oh, they had two separate nights. I went to one. Ah, okay. But you know, it, it was fun. But even so, that's still four hours. That's a long time. That's longer than a Lord of the Rings film, isn't it? Oh, when we went to what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is 37 coming up. When we went to watch the 35, which was the Becky main event, and like I remember, like we were watching it in the bar, but like it went on so long, we were knackered. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. That Kofi had had the bit earlier on, and like that literally exhausted you because like you were so emotionally involved in that match i can't even remember what happened after that for a bit because you were like Whew, that was a <laughs> that was quite a match um but yeah no this was it seemed to suffer from that at the start but they brought him in uh there was a good point as well i liked probably one of my favorite counters into the walls of jericho i must say when a uh, punk is about to hit a hurricanrana off the top rope yes that's very cool. gets caught and then immediately sit 
drops down onto the mat into the walls of Jericho. It's it's beautiful. There was a very cool. It's a counter for the win, actually. I think, but um, Punk has Jericho in the Anaconda Vice submission, and mm-hmm. Jericho gets out of it by kicking him in the head with his knees, like. And then he gets him in it again later with a series of counters and like manages to shift where he is so he can't use the knees anymore. And I was like, oh, that's like you've learned from what happened a minute ago. Well done. And that's what yeah. causes Jericho to tap. He can't get out. Yeah, yeah. That's a good good point. Yeah, so the commentators are building it up, aren't they? Going, Jericho can't get him with the knees, can't get him with the yeah. knees. Yeah, it's, if I said to you, Joe, Punk and Jericho, it's exactly the quality you kind of... Oh, yeah. No, I have seen that. I've, I've watched that match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what I'm going to throw in, and it, it goes back to what I said about Edge and Foley, in that the match had an iconic moment, but people don't talk about the match. Uh, this one is an iconic WrestleMania, but the match isn't talked about. So if I said to you, <laughs> you just said you don't like dates and you're back, back at them, WrestleMania 30... That's, that's in my blank period, mate. Your dates thing, yeah. Okay, if I said Daniel Bryan's WrestleMania. Nope. Uh, Daniel, I was never there. Daniel Bryan's original. Uh, I watched it back. <laughs> mate! Oh. Have, I not, have I not just said to you, I've had a very difficult week at the Envelope Factory. <laughs> this is like, oh, <laughs> what? It, so it's it's the WrestleMania when Daniel Bryan gets, when he wins the champ, both championships. And... Is this the one where he has to fight Triple H? Yes, oh, yeah. and that's the match. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. You phrased it in such a difficult way. I was like, yeah, he gets shoehorned in. This is Daniel Bryan. He's literally bookends the night. He has two matches. You phrased it in an aggressive way that made me feel bad about myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you should. But pe- pe- people remember the WrestleMania. I don't WrestleMania. Need you telling me that, John. I know I should. <laughs> people remember it as the ending of that WrestleMania, where he's mm. he stood on the desk and he's won, and the fans have got him there. But the match with Triple H is superb. Like okay. to kick off the night, it it's it's just brilliant. Like, well, it actually doesn't kick off the night because what kicks off the night is that whole Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, The Rock. We're in the Silver Dome <laughs> promo. If you've never seen that, it's uh, it's actually quite funny watching the the Rock and Austin just take the piss out of Hulk Hogan because he doesn't know where he is. Um, <laughs> have you never seen that? Yeah, no, I've seen it. It's not something that I watch. I was like, like, oh no! Um, I'll just yeah, cut straight to the matches now. I'm bored this, of intros. I'm pretty sure this is the uh, the Triple H entrance that I mentioned the other week when he's got Sasha, Charlotte, Alexa. Yes, with the crown, and he he's coming out like he's the final boss kind of thing for Brian. But yeah, this is a match long time in the making. It's got a great backstory to it. Uh, obviously, leading to to Daniel Bryan winning the title later in the night. It's been really well well built up, building into it in terms of the data Occupy Raw segment. I don't know if you ever you've probably yeah. seen highlights of that. Yeah, um, and I would say outside of the Rock Austin at WrestleMania 17 with the uh, My Way promo package. The promo package for this, it, I've never seen anything better. It, <laughs> it, the, um, mon- it's the Imagine Dragons monster song, and it, it literally it does Daniel Bryan's career in three minutes. Into like him and the Miz, him getting sat for minutes to him not being viewed as a as a top star, and it sets up them. It's one of the best promo packages I've ever I've ever seen in my life. It's superb. Um, so much so, my son used to watch it on repeat night like, when he was oh, four. Wow. Um, and he loves that song as a as a way. But the match itself, it's interesting because they both talk about it. Because I think it's Daniel Bryan who said, if if Triple H had gone out and wrestled a Daniel Bryan match, the fans would have hated it. And if I'd have gone out and wrestled a Triple H match, the fans would have hated it. He said, so we had to come together with all our ideas and make some sort of mesh of the two. 
And at the start of the match, Triple H goes to offer a handshake to Daniel Bryan, which is a dick move considering the the story into it. And, you know, Triple H was a referee at SummerSlam the year before and Bryan beat Cena. Triple H raises his hand, pedigrees him, and then Orton comes out and pins him with the money in the bank. And Triple H is saying it's best for business. We can't have you as a face of the company. Yeah. So him him starting off the match saying, I'll oh, shake your hand. And then Brian kicks him, kicks him in the hand and knocks him down. And the crowd straight away are in. Like the crowd are unbelievably hot for this match. Um, and Triple H does chain wrestling. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And he, he talks about it in an interview afterwards. He says, I can chain wrestle. I just don't. And I will do if I'm in there with the right person who can do it well. And he said, Shawn Michaels, I'll do it with. And he said, and Daniel Bryan is on Shawn Michaels level. That's going from Triple H himself. And it, it's just brilliant. And then there's, at the end, there's a series of pedigree attempts, <laughs> uh, um, which kind of, but, but done differently, which I like. So he's one of them he's doing. And Bryan is quite strong, actually. He, he counters it with a back body drop, which is effectively like lifting him up over into a pin yeah. on the pedigree. <laughs> which uh, Triple H kicks out of. And then he stands up and does a yes kick, but he's screaming. And you can you, you can feel the emotion from Brian in terms of the moment he's in. And then... Um, Brian, man. Yeah, exactly. He does the little thing so well. And then Triple H tries to do a back body flip. He lands on his feet and then running knee. First running knee, I think he hits in the match. And it's a clean one, two, three. There's no... There's no shenanigans. There's no nonsense. Triple H takes the pin clean um, from Brian, and that sets up the main event later on. But there's a beat down after it as well, which because Brian comes down with his shoulder all taped up, which is targeted throughout the match. And again, I like that in matches. Like, yeah, I like the uh, the if you if you're gonna pretend to be injured or you are genuinely injured, then use that as your weakness and stick to it. Yeah, yeah. And they, they they beat that down after the match. Like Stephanie comes in, slaps him across the face, and then they uh, just batter the shit out of his shoulder. And then he's got to fight a triple threat later against Batista and Orton. And um, yeah, it's a great match. And Triple H says afterwards because it wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be trip. It was meant to be um, Triple H versus CM Punk. And Daniel Bryan was meant to face Sheamus. And CM Punk left the day after WrestleMania because he was fed up. And they were like, shit, what are we going to do? And they were like, oh, all the fans wanted Daniel Bryan to be in uh, the uh, wrestle, uh, the Royal Rumble, but uh, Batista won it. And Bryan never even appeared. So they did this. But Triple H says at the end, he leant over to Stephanie and he whispered to her, um, look at that. Look at the crowd. What a story. And he was like, he said, I get, he, he gets goosebumps to this day from being in the ring with that crowd and how they responded to Bryan. So yeah, okay. so, it's a great match. Watch this one. You watch that, and then you skip to the end, yep. and it, it kind of gets forgetting because in this WrestleMania 30, you, you remember the end when he when he taps out. I can't remember who he taps out. I think it's Batista, um, and he wins it. And it's also the WrestleMania the street was broken. So again, that kind of overshadows things. Yeah. But this yep. this kicked off, and as an opening match, it was it was brilliant. Um, so yeah, I, I, will, I will enter that one in there. Okay. So thanks for listening. If you've got any of us, feel free to put them on uh, in the comments when we when we post this episode. Uh, thanks to those who did vote and uh, suggested some of the matches we have talked about here. Next week we are we're entering predictions, <laughs> major points prediction season because yeah, this is the uh, the uh, scoop around for points. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. We've got uh, two nights of takeover coming up, so we'll be predicting oh, that next week. Not takeover. Wait, yeah, is that next over. week? Well. We'll record next Friday and then yeah. for the week after it'll be, yeah. Probably Thursday next week because 
Yeah, yeah, that's Thursday. Yeah, um, it's uh, Easter Friday. Hey, I've got to go and that's do. So on Good Friday will be upon us. Yeah, we'll yeah, but takeovers a week after, so we'll be predicting then, and then we'll be predicting WrestleMania the week after that. So it's a quite heavy month for us. Wow, own. and that's like a two night jamboree of points, isn't it? I'm Both of them are. The yeah, no, I'm saying that's a four night jamboree of points. It will, and, and takeover doesn't actually feel like two nights because night one is basically NXT because okay. it's a Wednesday night. So, really, yes. right? I'm going to put together a big acker for us all to do. Will be a big one there. I'll put it in the boat on stuff. And yeah, yeah. Take the wing. I can buy us a decent soundboard for recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So, yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody, and uh, see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.